0: Well, last night the West Coast Eagles club champion was announced and no surprise that Nick Natanui got the job done back-to-back for the champion Ruckman. And, of course, the news of some uh, changes in the coaching ranks and one of those changes is the inclusion of Jared Schofield coming back to where his AFL career... All commenced all those years ago. He's coming back as an assistant coach, along with Matthew Knights, to work with Adam Simpson. And Scoey has been kind enough to join us from Adelaide, where he's wrapped things up with his Port Adelaide team, where he's been for three years. Scoey, congratulations on the appointment, mate. You must be incredibly excited.
1: No, thanks, Scott. Uh, yeah, look, super excited. It um, was something probably, you know, six to eight weeks ago that wasn't on the radar, but, yeah, thrilled that um, I've made the decision and really looking forward to... Um, Getting back to where it all started for me, as you just mentioned, and um, yeah, really looking forward to working with Adam and the other coaches and being part of a great club and uh, hopefully be a part of a, a team that get back in the finals.
0: What was the attraction? I mean, home is home, but obviously you'd settled nicely with the full family over there in Adelaide, so that would be a big call when you're weighing things up. What was the attraction to come back to West Coast?
1: Um, the opportunity and the role um, that was uh, offered um you know and you know the the experience of working um, with other coaches and, and a big organization um like west coast um was the appealing thing and I just thought it was a another step in the progression of um, the possibility of if i want to take on the opportunity um in the future and, and put myself in in the ring of uh, senior coaching so I just think it was a step up um in my coaching development but uh you know the the to be able to work with adam and uh, work for west coast signals was uh, the final thing that got me across the line
0: Tell us about your experience at Port Adelaide of course uh, it was disappointing finish this year but the three year journey what's it uh, sum that up for us?
1: Yeah it was uh, I suppose in the early stages it was overwhelming um, stepping foot into a club that was really looking to sort of re-gig things in the coaching but in their game plan back in 2019 and you know, to be able to be part of a, a team that's made finals over the last two years uh, was a great experience as well because the pressure of final football goes up. Uh, but being able to learn um, along the way um, from, from some really experienced coaches in in Brett Montgomery, Michael Voss and Nathan Bassett and obviously working under Ken um, was where I got all my learnings from. So I'm a far better person um, you know, and, and understanding as a coach from where I was back in the Subi Days. And yeah, it's been a wonderful three years um, it unfortunate it wasn't to uh, end um, in, the, in the highest way and, and winning a flag with them. But um forever grateful for the opportunity they gave me and, uh, yeah, learned along the right way. And I'm hopefully uh, going to learn some more under Adam.
0: It's been an interesting journey by yours because it's almost, if you were to say, the atypical coaching journey. You know, your, your Colts ex- or player, Colts experience league experience, you go to Claremont briefly, so you leave your roots of your waffle club, then you go and work in Adelaide and you work as an assistant coach, and now you come back to where it all started as a player at West Coast, with obviously vision going forward and wherever how long that may be of putting your hat in the ring to be a senior coach one day. Have you always mapped out this as a plan?
1: No, it's just worked out the way it has, Uh, but one thing I have stayed true to is that making sure that whatever step I took in my coaching development was at the right time and it was the right time for myself. And, and as you mentioned, all those things along the way, um, Yeah, the one experience, also the advice I got back from when I first started coaching under 18s at Colton Zoo was to make sure I do it on my time schedule and, and not to be in a rush to get somewhere just because of what maybe external people perceive mm. to think you're ready to step up. And look, I've um, had offers along the way to um, probably jump ahead of where I'm at at the moment, but I've always stayed true to making sure that my progression, my step um, towards possibly one day putting my hat in the ring for a senior coaching role, is um, on my time schedule. And you know, and when opportunities present, um, you've got to take them. And you know, West Coast opportunity now was something that wasn't on the radar because um, I was and I was very very happy with, at Port Adelaide coaching the midfield, a very demanding area to look after, and, and working with some great coaches, but feel like it's the right time and, and I'm forever grateful for the opportunity from West Coast now.
0: Jared Schofield, our guest on Sporting Goss, uh, coming home and we'll start with the West Coast Eagles later in the year in the pre-season for 2022. When you're uh, in the opposition midfield and you're coaching the machine that you had, a wonderful midfield led by Ollie Wines and Travis Boak and others, you're looking at a bloke called Nat Nui and he's in the opposition. You must get some relief knowing that you're going to be working with him rather than against him.
1: Yeah, it's um it's already the running joke with some of the players that obviously have, have had to say goodbye to over the last couple of days that you know, uh, uh, working closely uh with those with those players and you know that the Eagles Midfield um have and you know Nick Nat knew been at the top of it just winning his second best and so I think back to back, which is uh it's gonna be great to be able to sort of work with someone like him. I've been working with Scotty Leiste. Over the last few years, and um, he's told me so much about him. But yeah, look, it's it's good to be in the West Coast camp now, and not having to uh, <laughs> obviously combat. Uh, the uh, the likes of Nat Neary and Shuri Kelly and Yo and the rest of them so you're looking forward
0: to it You've done your exit meetings with Port Adelaide from an outsider looking in now as a, a former assistant coach and you can talk about the disappointment and we know it's hurting the Port Adelaide team Kenny Hinckley David Kosh and all the players I am sure and in fact everyone at the footy club because everyone thought it was a gift-wrapped opportunity to to make a grand final can you give us just an overview without going too dark into it and deep into it, just in regards to what the overview was as a coaching group, what went wrong?
1: Yeah, uh, it's, it's hard to really put a sort of finger on it. You know, it was, you know, we were sort of blindsided. We trained really well, we prepared really well, and I was being well-documented that sleeping in our own bed, being in our own state, but that's the norm. You know, that's the norm that we expect um, of, our, of our AFL footballers, and, yeah, look, I think it's um, yeah, you know, it's hard for me to um get in the minds of the players, but I'm, I'm sure they'll dig deeper the coaching staff at Port. Um, but in in the couple of days, we've just reflected on, you know, did we um, did we? I'm mean, say we took our eye off the ball, but you know, did we play it too early? Um, but yeah, look, at the same time, maybe it's just not their time at the moment, Port Adelaide, in terms of um getting to that ultimate grand final and, and winning a flag. Sometimes it takes teams a little bit longer, and. I think uh, we've got to, I suppose, understand that Port Adelaide, um average age from last year's premium I think it was 28, it went to 23, mm. losing some experienced players. There's still some young fellas in Rosie, Butters, Durst, but they're only in their third year of football. Um, and when you're playing against other teams that are, you know, well at person, like I look at the midfield of the Bulldogs, um, they run really deep. And unfortunately, that was where it sort of started and... and um, we just uh, we're on the back foot straight away in and around the football contest, not only at ground level but um, all over the ground. You know, our backs probably had their worst night. Um, and when we did have the ball, I suppose when I say we, I suppose Port Adelaide did have the ball. Um, we couldn't turn it into anything. Um, I think it was just one of them games that came at the wrong time the club and disappointing way for them to finish
0: all right so now hot on the heels of that you're fresh for they are fresh from having played the Western Bulldogs and seeing them firsthand I saw Melbourne here last week and I've never seen anything like it that third quarter and Max Gorn led but the overall bull nature of Petrarca and Oliver the outside work of Angus Brayshaw Viney played probably his best game in a long time who wins and why from your perspective a bloke that's been in the battlefield this year with both our grand final teams
1: yeah, honestly, I'd love to say i going to sit on the fence. You just all the names just mentioned there. You know, it's going. To, you know, they say it's one a loss in the midfield, but at the same time, Norton. I saw Norton his hand last week. You know, takes six or seven consecutive marks, and then it came in his way. He caught. So I think whoever can actually score. I know both teams. You know, have got sort of striking power. You know, and I've obviously got quality midfielders. Um, look if. I'm probably going to maybe lean towards Melbourne, only on the, on the basis that they might be the fresher one. I know they talk about momentum going in. The dogs have played the last three, um, and, and mm. Melbourne have had a bit of a bit of a break. I just I just probably lean more a little bit towards Melbourne, you know, being fresher. They seem like they're uh, they're really on a journey. Um, you know, there's some emotional attachment to it. I think with uh, they've been waiting a while and how they've been sort of belted around the years a little bit, Melbourne over the last few years and how under how they've underperformed and I just think it's, it's their time and I just think they'll get it in a close one.
0: Would you uh, like to see Ollie Wines win the Brownlow? One young man you've had a bit to do with over the last three years?
1: Oh yeah, I obviously would love to see him uh, be rewarded for such a stellar year. He, he's worked so hard on his game and um, he understands his game now and I've mentioned that before in many interviews that you know he actually understands what his game looks like and he actually is prepared to accept feedback, whether it's the positive or whether it's constructive um, messaging to make sure he keeps improving. And and that's why he's been so consistent over the year. And, um, yeah, look, he, he, might, he might have some votes taken from him with the Roses and the Aaliyah, especially Aaliyah. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, it would be wonderful to see him up there, um, yeah, and represent the club.
0: And the last one for you, uh, some things never change. You're three years away over there at Port Adelaide. Subiaco sitting at the top of the waffle ladder, mate. I know you've got the West Coast Eagles waffle team to worry about now, but... You still got a bit of lion's <laughs> blood running through you. You must be excited about their prospects going into the finals campaign for themselves.
1: Yeah, it's great to see. Obviously, they had a uh, they had a bit of a uh, hit, a bit of a speed bump last year. Uh, couldn't get going last year, but great to see them um, finish where they finished this year so far. And yeah, I think they've got one game to try and get through to a grand final. Bo's doing a wonderful go- uh, job with them mm. there, and the coaching staff there, and and led by Lee Kitchen and the boys. So yeah, it would be nice to see them uh, win another flag. You know. Can't take uh, the lion's blood out of me, mate. You know, <laughs> as you know, I'm so passionate about Subiaco, okay, but um, I hope they do well, and yeah, I'll see how the next couple of weeks go if they get through my fight over and uh, put a bit of an eye on it. I'll be glad yeah, to see them fantastic. And, we'll
0: yeah. Oh, and just on, on on that subject, working with Kyle Horsley, who's been at West Coast for a little while now, it's fantastic. You must be thrilled to share an office with him going forward.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great working with Kyle. You know, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be great to reunite with him. Um, you know, and I've spoken to him, um, a lot, of, a lot over the last sort of three to four weeks, um, as to how it all works there, and um, yeah, looking at what the list is like and what the clubs like. So. I'll, really tapped into him and, and, um, you know, he's going to be one I'm looking forward to working with again.
0: Congratulations on your appointment. Exciting times for you. Uh, All the very best over the next uh, month or whatever it takes before you uh, get back and uh, yourself and Beck get back here and all the rest of the family. We look forward to seeing the Schofields back in WA. It's exciting times for the club. It was a great night last night. They know the hard work is ahead of them. They're pretty candid and pretty honest with their assessment of the year that's gone and uh, hard work never killed anyone. So they're looking forward to bouncing back with your assistance as an assistant coach, Scully. Thanks for joining us this morning.
1: Thanks, Goss. Thanks for having me.
0: Good on you. Jaron Schofield, the new assistant coach of the West Coast Eagles, here on The Sporting Goss.